0: Sunday roast. How's it going, guys? How the hell are you? How are your hearts? And most importantly, as always, how are your heads? Not most importantly, how are your mums, guys? Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to my mother, mum, Mother's Day. Hope you have a lovely Mother's Day. Guys, I'm not going to do a thing about Mother's Day. We've seen the posts. I say this every year. The posts go up on social media Oh, happy Happy Mother's Day this mad bitch Your mum's not mad She's not mad She's not a buzzer Your mum thinks paprika is spicy She thinks Graham Norton is wacky Do you know what I mean? Your mum is not mental. She's 58, she plays bridge, and she's gotten so boring that she's now got a pair of shoes that she calls her indoor shoes. Your mum literally has compartmentalised footwear so in that she's got outdoor shoes that are obviously very uncomfortable, and then she's got indoor shoes that she wears around the house. And no, I'm not talking about slippers, because she doesn't want to resign herself just yet to the permanence of old age. So she's in this sort of limbo, in this footwear purgatory, where she wears these indoor shoes and she pads around and she gives out and puts the kettle on and all the rest. Your mum is not mad. I'm mad. Uh, mum, yeah, I'm actually really worried about uh, my mental health these days. I just keep hearing these voices, you know. Shall, own, shall own I be fecking hearing voices with all the nattering and chattering and snapchatting that goes on in this house? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, Mum. Well, I'm actually... Thanks for that. Thanks for understanding. I'm actually quite worried though because I don't know I'm just wondering maybe is like my depression coming back. Sure no wonder you've got depression when you're depressing all those buttons on your phones and your Playstation and you know what I mean. Thank you mum. Happy Mother's Day mum. Thank you for understanding mum. Nevertheless happy Mother's Day. Guys my Sunday has gotten off to a complete howler. A complete and utter howler. So we're going to skip the preamble. We're going to skip the patreon.com forward slash Mark Megan. We're going to skip the whole thank you for supporting me. Thank you for putting up with my inconsistencies and all of the rest. Thank you to the two people that left really, really mean reviews about me under the podcast recently. That actually cut me deep. Um, so if anybody listening could actually leave a nice review, that would be great. I feel like it maybe is the same person because the two reviews that were left were really vicious, but written with the same sort of syntax that I believe maybe it's one slighted individual. Nevertheless, I'm sorry that the podcasts have been inconsistent. I'm sorry that I am inconsistent. It's not an easy time you know? Might I remind you that there is a global pandemic happening and my mood isn't exactly consistent. I'm sure many of you are feeling the same. It's pretty fucking tough. Please extend a little bit of empathy, right? I'm sorry for being inconsistent. I won't produce the digital troker box and ask you to subscribe to the Patreon because the podcasts are so inconsistent. So don't. Don't subscribe. Do, obviously. That's classic reverse psychology. Nevertheless, I have had a howler this morning. Do you know, do you want to know what happened? Do you want to know? I walked in on my housemate in the toilet. Yeah. Obviously by accident. And I just want to talk you through this because I want to hear what you guys think. First and foremost, walking in on somebody in the toilet is really embarrassing. It's awkward for both of you. It's really awkward for both, both of you. I feel like I wasn't to blame though, considering the lock wasn't on, like it was, the door was unlocked. So it's not my fault. And unless, you know, you're literally making what, 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 I don't know, like tuba noises or grunting from the toilet. I can't be expected to know that there's somebody in there. So in I walk and I catch the person, you know, in the midst of whatever they were doing. It was horrendously awkward, but it made me think about this. It's weird that like, since the birth and the dawn of humanity, right, that we have yet, as human beings, we haven't evolved to the extent where we have developed a a normal way of telling somebody you're in the toilet. Have you noticed that? Have you noticed that? Whenever you walk in on somebody in the toilet, it's like they lose the ability to speak and communicate in normal English. So they never just say something like, oh, uh, sorry, Mark, I'm actually just in here. I'll be, I'll be out in a couple of minutes. Or, oh, sorry, I'm actually, I'm just in, in here at the moment. You know, no worries. Yeah, no, no, fine. I'll be, I'll be out in a couple of seconds. Yeah, no worries. It's always this weird, occupied. Have you noticed that? They always say the word, in here, in use, toilet in use. Like, why do they always shout something really weird like that? This WC is taken. You know what I mean? It's absolutely mental, but it's also like, why do they say, why do they say, someone's in here? It's like, yeah, I I live with two people. I know, I know who it is. I can tell by the timbre of your voice. I'm not at the Aviva. I'm not at a music festival. This isn't Benicassim. By the powers of deduction that I've been equipped with, I can tell who it is by the tone of your voice. Someone's in here. Yeah, I know someone's in here. I know who you are, Barry. I can tell. You know what I mean. It's so fucking weird. It's not like I've walked, I'm not just like an, an Autumn International in the Aviva Stadium and I've walked in on a fucking dad sort of sorting out his child. That's the worst. That is the worst of them all. Have you ever done that? You walk in on a man um, sort of like doing his child and he's there trying to keep... because The kid gets distracted when he's finished and is trying to get out. And then the dad's... It's just the worst. It's the worst thing ever. Also, wiping your ass standing up. Cringe. Cringe. Grow up. But it, it's such a terrible, terrible thing to happen. Your day is ruined. Because then like I went up to get a cup of tea in the kitchen around 20 minutes ago. And I saw said housemate. And she was like... um. She sort of leant in close as if she was about to like cast a spell or tell me a loved one had died. And she was like, sorry, sorry about earlier on. Uh, It's just, uh..." no, you don't need to explain it. You don't need to tell me what you were doing. I've got a good idea. I mean, it was one of two things, a number one or a number two things, usually at the same time. Let's be honest. Do you know what I mean? You don't need to explain. Why is this such an awkward thing? It doesn't need to be this awkward. It should literally just be a case of knock, knock. Hiya. Yeah, no, just in here. I'll be out in a few minutes. No worries. Can I help you with anything? Would you like a wet wipe? Would you like a wire brush? Do you know what I mean? Can I look at your tush? No. Good God. The Aviva. I actually remember one time about a year ago, I ended up... or no, sorry, it probably was two years ago. I had that situation where I was at like an event, a music event. I know, sorry, it must have been a sports thing because I walked into the toilet basically and the man is there with this kid and he sort of looked at me. Firstly, he hadn't locked the door. Again, not my fucking problem. And he looked up at me and was like, "Uh, can you not see that I'm busy? It's like... Oh, sorry, no, because I did this on purpose. Yeah, no, this is actually, this is how I get off. This is what turns me on. Watching a 43 year old gobshite in a Leinster jersey fucking haphazardly swi- swipe shite off a four year old in Oshkosh's. Do you know what I mean? Nevertheless. <laughs> Alas, we are not here today to discuss mothers. We are not here today to discuss walking in on housemates in the bathroom. No, today we are here to talk about teenage sleepovers. Teenage sleepovers. If, if you were to Google, if you were to take a second out of your day now to Google teenage boy sleepovers, you'd probably get the guards to your door. And very much deservedly so. But nevertheless, if you were to Google teenage sleepovers, you'd probably get, you know, an explanation about lots of friends having a bit of merriment, watching some movies and eating copious amounts of sweets, a.k.a. Mil-Sean. I personally was never a fan of uh, sleepovers, right? For a few reasons. First and foremost, I wet the bed until I was nine. That's a fact. That's a true story. I went to several doctors and specialists and all the rest, uh, went to bed until I was nine. So sleeping out of my family home, uh, as a child was a horrendous experience for me. I was always just gripped with that never-ending fear of knowing as soon as the lights went out in my brain that I was going to piss myself. It's a horrible affliction to have for a boy, especially at the age of nine, by the way. Nine is too old. Like, people have game boys then. They've got responsibilities. They shouldn't be peeing the bloody bed. I even got, like, what were those things called? Dry nights. I used to have to wear these things called dry nights whenever I was going to sleepovers. But the thing is, it would give you the crotch the size of a Mediterranean woman sitting on a bench in the sun. You know those sort of the hang? <laughs> you know those sort of hang? Sub belly button hang that they Get that sort of folds over the genitals and down to their upper thighs. That's what I looked like, albeit padding around friends' houses in nappies. You're effectively wearing nappies, and if the lads found out, you'd be fecked regardless. I remember one time sleeping over in a friend's house. This was so mortifying, and I I woke up in the middle of the night, and of course I weed myself. It was absolutely devastating, and I was like, right, I need to really, really be careful now and get out and try and dry these sheets before the lads wake up. And I went out to the bathroom in the upper hall, and I sort of had the sheet like it looked like I was sort of building like some sort of tent, and I the sheet held up above the bathroom door over to like the top of the window uh, of the mirror, and I I had a hair dryer out and I was trying to like dry it just at the same time as the dad of the family came out and saw me and I think he was even too embarrassed like he just looked at me being like oh god and he sort of just said like are you building some sort of a fort there and I was like ah oh, yes yes a fort. Welcome to Fort Cox where the walls are made of urine and the water is made of piss and tears. Absolutely not. Anyway. That's why I didn't like going to sleepovers. I also... I also didn't like going to sleepovers is because maybe I was too polite as a child, but I feel like I was conditioned, and many Irish kids were, I was conditioned to say no to things. You know, you'd be... You'd be really thirsty, for instance. I could have mentioned this before, but you'd be really thirsty, and then you'd, like, whisper to your friend, because you'd be too embarrassed to ask his parents directly for a drink, and you'd be like, oh, uh, Matthew, any chance I could go down and, you know, we could get a drink? And he'd be like, "Mom." Mark wants a glass of water. No, I don't. No, I don't. No, I don't. No, I don't. Shut, shut the fuck up. Shut, I hate water. I hate water. I hate the stuff. I never drink it. Why were we so embarrassed to just be fed and watered? Oh, Mark, would you like some dinner? No, 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 I'm fine. Mark, you're emaciated. You look like you're about to land the spring-summer campaign for Trocra. You are absolutely skin and bone, boy. Will you have some food? Why were we so conditioned to say no? And then, of course, you'd end up going to some family. You know the nerd? You know the nerd families? You ever get to a nerd sleepover? You know the nerd type of person I'm talking about, by the way? Not somebody who's, like, academically successful or superior. I'm talking about the guy that, like, chews chews the sleeve of his jumper. Do you remember those guys in school? You'd, like, his at the end of his sleeve on his jumper would be all ripped and shredded. Not by use or, like, usual boy things like, I don't know, getting stung by bees and chasing girls to the playground. Literally because he's chewing it. But you'd end up in his house, and you'd be like, "Right, it's bedtime. Are we having a midnight feast? It's only nine o'clock, but we're young and we're whatever. Let's have a midnight feast. Lots of sweets and chocolate." And you go down, and his mum would be like, "Would you like some rivita?" Excuse me. There's some. Uh, there's some rivita there in the fridge. You could have that with a bit of peanut butter. Sorry, are you trying to choke us to death? By the way, rivita and peanut butter. Butter. I may as well fillet a camel, because that is going to be the driest thing on earth. I feel like you can judge people a lot. Growing up, you could judge kids a lot. Not by the contents of their soul, but the items in their lunchbox. It really says a lot about people, doesn't it? It really and truly says a lot. I mean, do you remember those perverted Sorry, it says a lot about the family, by the way, more so than the child. Because obviously, the child doesn't choose the ingri- like what goes inside his lunchbox. It says a lot about the mom and dad. Do you remember those little perverted plastic Pringle holders? Do you remember those? Like you'd only have you'd only fit six Pringles into it. Like that is like let your fucking child live a bit. Let them have some fun. Ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. Oh, the worst things, worst things that they had in people's lunchboxes. People used to bring in raisins raisins like. Good luck raisins in general by the way and good luck people that say yeah but you know raisins are actually just shrunken grapes. Okay no they're like even if they are that doesn't make them less. That They're not the same. That's like saying oh well you know a cake's a cake. No it's not. A cake is not a cake. There is a significant difference between having chocolate cake for breakfast and having a urinal cake for breakfast. Get the hell out of my face at breakfast. If somebody comes into class and they produce loose raisins wrapped together in cling film, I can guarantee you that their dad has a shoebox full of stolen underwear in the third drawer of the desk in his study and he occasionally likes to sniff them whilst asphyxiating himself with his iPhone charger. And that's just a fact. Well, like, no, Mark, it's literally not a fact. It's actually the opposite of a fact. It's complete spoof and hyperbole. Nevertheless, you can judge a man by what goes on inside his lunchbox. Do you remember Dairy Lee Lunchables? Dairy Lee Lunchables. They were good for you. They were good for you. You'd be better off chewing the skin of a Chernobyl's cat than having some of that ham that was in there, the Dairy Lee Lunchables. Brain food. The real brain. It was always the brainy guys that had the Dairyly Lunchables. I remember one kid who used to have the Dairyly Lunchables every day. He's actually done really well for himself. I think he's ended up in one of the Big Four, either Mountjoy or Arbor Hill. Not a funny joke, Mark. Continue on about lunch stuff. <music> say one thing, um, one thing quickly before we move on to the actual sleepover itself. And this is a complete fact. So don't get this twisted. If you brought a tuna sandwich into school and produced it out of your lunchbox, you should be held back here. And that's just a fact. That's just the way things are. You should be held back here. Hold on a sec. My phone's ringing. Oh, one sec. Hello? Hi. I'm actually in the middle of recording and I'm going to include this. I'm in the middle of recording. <laughs> Bye. Sorry. Oh, um, Mrs. Roast. Anyway. Damn, what was I? Tuna. Yeah, tuna. Tuna sandwiches, am I right? Ah, oh, you got the fish in the... No, but anyway. Sleepovers. The thing that really annoyed me about sleepovers as a teenager, and particularly, obviously teenage boys, because I didn't get invited to many teenage girl sleepovers still don't, um, it's the lies that we all told. I mean, teenage boys' sleepovers was basically just a symphony of mistruths and not being honest with each other. The amount of lies that were told whenever you'd be in the bedroom together. I can hold my breath for 10 hours. No, you can't. Do you remember the time I did 47,000 keepy-uppies with a medicine ball? Or, I don't have depression. Do you know what I mean? It's just a complete lie festival. There's no truth at all. It doesn't exist. Or you'll, you'll all be around in your sleeping bags, talking about the fictional models that you allegedly shagged on holidays. You were 14 years of age. What sort of a coincidence would this happen to be, by the way? For 11 of you, all the same summer happened to have had sex with some, like, high-end fashion model, because for some reason every model in the world decided against Saint-Tropez, Saint-Bart's, Saint-Bridget's, but instead chose to go on a sojourn to a caravan park in West Cork, just off the Red Strand. Of course. Of course they did that somewhere. Forget Capri. Let's go to a place where the only shop in the vicinity has a five-foot plastic ice cream cone outside it. Teenage boys are such liars. As if these, like, Hawaiian-tropic, busty vixens, right, happen, would all happen to have a penchant for Cherubic 14-year-old boys with tiny willies. Where are you even going to take these models, guys? Do you remember the lies we tell? Like, where would you even, as a 14-year-old boy in rural Ireland, where would you even take a supermodel out on a fucking date? Like, oh, would you like a... May I offer you a ham sandwich? With literal sand in them, by the way, because they've been lying beneath the beach towel in the boot of mum's car. And also, even the concept of discussing sex at the age of 14. You didn't know what it was. I certainly did not. As a 14-year-old, my idea of sex was seeing breasts. That's all I needed. That's all I've ever needed. Literally. The idea of actual intercourse is frightening at that age. Oh, would you like a drink? Um, What's your name? Heidi? Helga? Would you like some champagne? Rosé? Or maybe I can introduce you in a lukewarm Capri Sun. Do you know what I mean? Also, I only realised recently, you know Capri Suns? Is this really stupid or did you already know this? Capri Suns. Capri Sun. As in the sunshine on the island of Capri. I never knew that. And I'm 30 years of age. 26. 30 years of age. Anyway, you meet up with this Swedish model and she's there wearing this gorgeous one-piece she picked up in Monaco. I'm wearing the hat with the ears and neck covering it so I don't get sunburned and a pair of jelly shoes. Eh, uh, Mark. That's not a Swedish accent. Mark. That's not a Swedish accent. Mark. No, definitely not a Swedish accent. Where will you take me for dinner? Well, I've inherited the sum of €10 to last me the whole week as pocket money, so where would you like to go, Holga? The world is quite literally not our oyster. The lies we all told each other at fucking sleepovers Then you have to deal with the dad You know the real weird fucking dad who comes up And he'd be like Oh, here are you, here are you fellas And he'd always call you something weird like Dude Or sport Or sexy Do you know what I mean? Oh, I suppose you young fellas want me to head back downstairs to my wife <laughs> Yes, Graham, very much so And step on it You can't be wearing pervert you so much for listening to the Sunday Roast. Guys, I can't thank you enough. I'm not going to bother doing the Patreon shtick this evening, or this morning, rather. Um, What would be amazing, though, is if you could go on and review the podcast. And please leave a positive review. I mean, it sounds ridiculous, but those two... um, Those two comments that were left last week, they were pretty brutal and I don't know why, maybe it's just because I'm generally feeling quite low these days, but they actually did upset me because I feel feel like they were a little bit unfair. I mean, don't get me wrong, by all means, yeah, I deserve um, the brunt of people's anger for not being as consistent with the show uh, over the last couple of months because it's been difficult to maintain any sort of energy to want to create content and to write jokes it's been fucking hard but listen that's apparently my job so i should stop complaining and just do it however some of the points i thought were a little bit uh, unnecessary but look there you go that's the game i should stop complaining about it but if you haven't yet please con- uh, consider writing a positive uh, review and thank you for listening to the show thank you for your patience the consistency will come back i uh, assure you The baby roast is now happening every Wednesday. The Sunday roast is now happening every Sunday. I'm going to be determined to actually just do this and stay the course, all the rest, keep the head above water and do all of the things that I need to do in order to be able to work and create. So I've had four fucking coffees, by the way, and I feel like I am at Creamfields in 2001. I think I've said that before, though. Cringe. Anyway. Anyway. Thank you so much for listening. I owe you the world. Uh, I really appreciate every single one of you that takes the time to listen to my voice each week. Thank you. I hope you're doing okay. And happy Mother's Day. Love you, Mum.